Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, that's me, ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and gift mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. This episode of Travel Today with Peter Greenberg is brought to you by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. It's time for Peter Greenberg Worldwide with America's number one travel news journalist. And now, the man who travels over 400,000 miles each year, your travel detective, Peter Greenberg. Hi, everybody. Peter Greenberg here, and welcome to the podcast that's done from a different location around the world every single week. One day Canada, the next day Thailand, then New York, London. You just never know. This week, we come to you from Mexico, in particular, Los Cabos in Baja Sur, and the one and only Palmia. As I do every week at this time, I encourage you to go to our website, petergreenberg.com, for our comprehensive list of all the aid and relief organizations doing all that great work all over the world, especially in light of the second earthquake in less than three weeks in Nepal. So many organizations on the ground there. I'm going to be talking about that throughout the show. But also, we, talk, we always like to localize the volunteer vacation opportunities, and Los Cabos is no exception. One of my favorite organizations here, the Los Cabos Humane Society, uh, talk about storms. They work with all the displaced animals, too. And they have a great program with Alaska Airlines. If you come down here and, God forbid, you actually adopt one of the dogs, guess what? Alaska Airlines flies it back for you for free. That is a great deal. Find out more about them and how you can get involved when you're down here just for a couple of hours at a time at LosCabosHumaneSociety.com. Joining me now, a regular on our show, the Travel Weekly Editor-in-Chief of many other titles, so I'm not going to go through that many, uh, Arnie Weissman. Arnie, so many things are happening this week, not just the the reaction to the the earthquake in Nepal, the opening, the grand reopening here of uh, the Palmia in Los Cabos, but also the cruise industry is seeing a brand new form of of river cruising from the river cruising folks because it's no longer river cruising for them, 
uh, the guys at Viking River Cruises are starting their own ocean liner. Yes, and it's it's interesting for lots of reasons. Uh, Tor Hagen, who is the chairman and owner of Viking Cruises, they changed it from Viking River Cruises to Viking Cruises. Although, although we, sh- we should say that he's been on a tear because they have built how many ships now? I think sixty-four. They, yeah, they, they've been inaugurating about ten riverboats at a time. Yes, once a year. They're kind of clever about the way they do it. They actually are releasing the ships throughout the year, but they name them all at once. Right. So they'll do ten at a time, twelve at a time, and uh, it, that whole sector is exploding. And a lot of the reason that sector is exploding is because of Viking. Viking has done a fantastic job marketing not only themselves but the whole concept of riverboat cruising, particularly in Europe. And people who want to have that small, intimate experience on the riverboat now get a chance to do it on a ship that's under 1,000 passengers and under 50,000 tons. Right. And it with, and the other similarity that Viking is bringing across from the rivers to the oceans is the focus on experience, the focus on the land. And one of the reasons that riverboat cruising is so popular now is that you, you come right into the city, often a very small city, on a river. Where you, commerce began and where these these villages and towns grew. Right. And you don't have to, uh, as he always likes to point out, you don't get on a, a coach to go anywhere. You are just, you just walk off the ship. You are in the town. You are usually right in the center of an old a European village. And you got there without having to drive, without having to sit on a coach. And you're there. So that concept has worked very well. Its demographic tends to trend somewhat older, appeals to retired people, it appeals to... A lot of people retiring at 50. Come on, come on. I was going to say 55 and older, but he's very explicit. That's who he wants. Not only that, you're not going to find a casino on the ship. You're not going to find Broadway show reviews. It's it's not not glitz and glamour time. Yeah, you're not going to find in the riverboat, you're not going to find a gym on the Viking ships. You will on some of the other ones. He he is very efficient with his space. He, uh, by keeping things, uh, other sorts of things to a minimum, he gets a few extra cabins, a little bit more revenue. And uh, he, his design is very clean, very spare, very Scandinavian. And he brings that sensibility to the oceans as well. I mean, it's an interesting situation that he's actually, once he, once he actually announced this cruise, he sold out instantly. Yeah. No, his, his uh, generally speaking, the reason he's building 10 ships a year, 12 ships a year, is because uh, it's, he's a very good marketer. He's got a, a terrific product, and uh, he's got a loyal following. And so those who have uh, cruised with him on the rivers, and very often there's a lot of overlap if you look at the data between riverboat cruisers and ocean cruisers. Let's shift gears for a second and talk about where we're coming from right now, uh, the one and only in Palmia, because this is a resort that had a tremendous reputation. Uh, for if, if the show Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous were still on the air, this show, this this resort would be featured prominently, but it's a great location. Uh, it's excelled in service. It was a very special uh, place. And then, of course, last September the hurricane came in, and just ripped apart Cabo. I mean, yeah. completely. Uh, and it's been amazing. Even though they had to close the resort, uh, so many people were displaced. I mean, literally. I mean, when you take a look at a place like Cabo San Lucas, which which demands, or actually requires, its entire economy to be focused on travel and tourism, it was a big hit. And yet they didn't get rid of any of their employees. They kept them on staff. They did the rebuilding. They didn't necessarily wait for the government to come in. The private sector really came in with all new palm trees, the beach restoration. And guess what? They're back. Yeah. It, I mean, the, the 
revival, the renewal of Cabo is, is sort of nothing short of miraculous, actually. The, uh, I was there in January, which was end of January, beginning of February, just uh, a couple months after the storm hit. And even then, you had to kind of look for uh, problems. The, 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 the port was back, all that, that area around, uh, the commercial area around the port had already been restored. The airport came back very, very quickly. The airport got hit Oh, the, the airport got ripped apart. And, and when I landed the other day, I'm telling you, they, they have really done a good job. Yeah. Now they, they, and and it's, it was done quickly. Was, you know, sadly, Mexico and, frankly, the Caribbean and lots of the East Coast of the U.S. has gotten very good at hurricane recovery. And we're going to be yeah, getting, for a reason. We got yeah, hit with hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're and, you know, the, the prognosis long term is hurricanes are going to get stronger, more frequent. And Mexico has really got it down. I, similarly, when Acapulco was hit a couple of years ago, I was there a couple of weeks afterwards. I couldn't believe how much, how quickly they had gotten everything up and going. Again. And what you notice almost immediately, because if you had visited Cabo right after the hurricane, you could see the devastation. I mean, it was unavoidable. What you notice almost immediately is not just the rebuilding and not just the fact that, you know, the windows are back up at the airport and the marble's back. But at the resort, at Palmia, the color is back. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the first thing you notice that you used to take for granted. You know, that you, oh, yeah, it's beautiful, it's fun. But now you come back, oh, my God, there's color there. The flowers are back. It's a big difference. Yeah. And I mean, what's what's interesting, too, is that a lot of times when uh, hurricanes have hit, and it's true, again, in the Caribbean, Mexico, the resorts take advantage of the, frankly, insurance money. Sure. They it's take renovation time. Of, yeah, yeah, it is renovation time. And I tell people one of the best times to visit is right after. Is in, in the, the post, immediate post-recovery. All exactly. the product looks great. And, and one thought about human resources here, because so many of the people who work at Palmia uh, are dependent on that for their entire family. Yes. Uh, that it, it was a very good sign that the, that the resort kept them on staff. And kept them on salary. That was their base salary, but they didn't. Keep, there was no way to get the, to re, you know replenish their tips. Yeah. So that if you're coming down here, I mean, please tip generously because they could never recoup that uh, in their own personal income. And 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 they're the they're the, they're the most hospitable folks down there because they went through this. They suffered along with everybody else. Yeah, and the, I mean the Mexico service culture is, I think, one of the best in the world. You know, throughout the country, it's it's not. Uh, sort of, it's not too attentive. It's not. Uh, it, it is fabulous. If every country had that, that would be an asset for yes. anyone. And uh, it has never failed to impress. And let us not forget that Mexican cuisine, we're not just talking tacos and burritos here. <laughs> we're talking world-class gastronomical experiences. Jean-Georges has a restaurant at Palmia that is just over the top, and yet it's not over the top because you're sitting out there. You're not dressing for dinner. You're not. It, there's no attitude. It's just great food. Yeah, and I mean, and that's one of the other things that's nice about uh, Los Cabos, about uh, some of the other resort areas, is that you can have the finest gastronomy, Mexican, and as you point out, sometimes imported, with your toes in the sand. Yeah, and that that is just something that isn't uh, can't find it everywhere. Last night for dinner. I had the most amazing corn soup, and it was amazing corn soup, followed by foie gras in Mexico. You don't see that everywhere. And then an amazing, I keep on saying the word amazing because it was this honey-glazed salmon. Now, you don't expect to have honey-glazed salmon in Mexico, but there you go. And they're getting all of this sourced every day, either flown in or off the day boats right off the coast. Yeah, now I'm... I'm Personally, I Mexican food is uh, what 
I, I craved the most. I could eat it every day, three days, uh, three times a day. Uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, it's always going to be a brunch at a Mexican restaurant. So, Mexican food day at Arnie's. Okay. Yes. So it's for me, you know, the, the importing in that, that's fine. It's great because, you know, there's a lot of uh, variety and variety of people uh, but, come yes. in. But for me, I, I'm going to stick with the Mexican cuisine almost Well, guess what? Time. The corn soup was Mexican, so I got you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Arnie, stick with me because when we come back, a wild development in the airline business. When something goes wrong, some people really are more equal than others as to which planes leave first and who's on them. Back with more Peter Greenberg Worldwide from Palmia, the one and only in Los Cabos, Baja Sur, right after this. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Now I radio clearance over. That's clearance over. Over. Roger. Huh? Thirty-three minutes after the hour, Peter Greenberg here with you from Palmia, the one and only in Los Cabos. In Mexico, Baja Sur. I like to get that Baja Sur out. Uh, taking your calls at 888-887-3837. That's 888-88-PETER. If you can't get through on the phones, just email me with your name, phone number, question, or problem. We will solve it right on the air, and we'll be doing that throughout this show. We've been speaking with Arnie Weissman, the editor-in-chief of Travel Weekly, about a very interesting development that most of you don't even know about, and it might actually anger you when you hear about this, because let's say you're on a flight, that for whatever reason is either delayed a long time or canceled, and a lot of other flights are being delayed and canceled. It could be a weather issue. It could be could be a mechanical. Arnie is here with a report that is pretty wild about, you know, it's, it's sort of like the Titanic. Is it women and children first? I mean, who gets to go and who doesn't? It's not women and children. <laughs> it isn't women and children. Not, well, not unless the, the woman is platinum or executive <laughs> platinum. Uh, so th there's a company called Opera Solutions, which is a big data analytics company. And they were hired by, uh, they work with a lot of airlines on a lot of projects. Uh, two major airlines, only one of them, British Airways, has permitted them to use their name in connection with this. But and, somebody's doing this now. Oh, there, there are two, two major airlines are doing it, and apparently a couple of smaller ones. And uh, it's, they have created an automated flight value score. So it's an algorithm. It's an algorithm. And it takes into account so many things. So take the example you just said. You're looking up at the monitor. There's bad weather and O'Hare. You're flying to LaGuardia, and you see that a f your flight's delayed an hour. Not Maybe you don't, you're not too surprised by that. But then you see that a flight that was supposed to leave just two minutes later to JFK is going off on time. Now, there could be, if you're an experienced flyer, you know lots of reasons. It could be that, the, that your incoming aircraft is delayed or that the... Uh, or the crew might the crew not be is there. Going to time out, or you know, it could be any number of. But now there's animals. another aspect. There is, and so it used to be that uh, it was always first come, first serve. When when the weather passed, or whenever they could get a flight off, it was in the order that they were supposed to originally depart. Now, it may very well mean if you're delayed and the other one's going off, that uh, you're not as important, or the people collectively on your flight are not as important to the airline as people on the other flight, maybe not as important, is a combination of important, needy, and whiny. So you have... <laughs> you know what? I think they should hand out cards. For, forget mileage cards. They should just say important, <laughs> needy, and whiny. Right. Excuse me, I'd like the whiny lounge, please. I have the whiny card if I can. So it, what they'll do, for example, is they'll have uh, 
they'll look at the flight. They'll look at um, how many people, passengers, need have requested special assistance. They'll look at, at connections. They'll look at the total delay of any airplane in minutes. They take all this together, but very important, how many people respond to the airline's promotions, how many people complain a lot, even down to how many poor souls were stuck in the middle seat in a uh, flight recently, how many people had recently been delayed. Huge algorithm goes into this. I think there's lots of interesting implications. And one, it's no longer egalitarian, first come, first serve, right? Uh, no, there's a lesson here. The lesson is make sure you plan to fly with very important people. That's right. I mean, that, that, I, that's not a joke. So if you look at this as a numbers game, if you're looking at two, let's say, flights on two different airlines that are of equal uh, time, which is the bigger aircraft? That aircraft is likely to have, just by numbers, more important people. If you're on a little commuter jet... Get used to that lounge. Get used to that waiting area because you might be there a long time. Uh, if you're going to be flying in or out of a hub, hubs tend to have a lot of people with high status. So maybe you want to connect. If you're going to connect, go through that you know hub on, on that carrier and you're going to be on a big plane. You're going to have less of a chance that you're going to be waiting, more of a chance that you're going to be flying. <laughs> you got to be important. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Talk about the upgrade. I mean... That kind of a triage system is a little scary because people, I mean, for example, if I have huge mileage status at the airlines, as you can imagine, you do too, but if I'm the only one on the plane that's got that status, yeah. I'm yeah. out of luck. That's right. Based on that algorithm. That's right. So what's, what is, there's, before everybody was a loser, everybody was delayed. Now there are winners and there are losers. So no, 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 now people are losing less. <laughs> some people are losing less. Some people, right. It's a form of passive democracy. The majority wins. The majority who sort of have needs of, or status are going to win. But you could be under first come, first serve. You might have made a connection, but now you won't. You could have been uh, having some of the needs that you could have the status. It doesn't matter if you're not with the right group. Wow. So basically, I'm going to come up to the airline now wearing a sign saying, I'm with him. <laughs> That's it. I'll wear a t-shirt. I'm with him. Yeah. Then we can wind together. Yeah. But I'll bet you you're going to start seeing websites come up that take this into consideration. And allow you to program yourself in them. Exactly. And you're going to be able to, you're going to be, they're going to say, we recommend this flight maybe for these reasons or come to our flight. Tomorrow. Well, you know, when you think about it, the Department of Transportation already publishes monthly reports that tells you which flights by airline and route are the least on time, you know, and that's easily accessible information for anybody listening to this show. You can go on the Department of Transportation website and realize that the flight from Newark to Cleveland at the end of the day might be on time none of the time, yeah. you know, and why would you ever book that flight? But this goes beyond that now. This is going to tell you no matter what flight you're on, when the you-know-what hits the fan, this is what you need to do because otherwise you don't exist. That's right. And it, so it, it, the implications are interesting. Uh, and it, again, what they're looking at is so granular you almost you you can't take everything to account yourself. It has to be automated. Roll the dice, then you're on. Riding along in my automobile, my baby beside me at the wheel, cruising and playing the radio, with no particular place to go. One of the things we've been talking about on this show this week is recovery. 
And, you know, what happens after a, an earthquake in Nepal? Uh, and our hearts go out to all those people. Two, two earthquakes in, within two and a half weeks. It's just terrible. Um, what happens after a hurricane that hits, that hits the Sea of Cortez? Well, that happened here last September 14th and, and completely ravaged this place. This hotel was closed for months, along with so many other places. And we talk about the destruction of property. We just talk about the loss of, of, of income. We talk about the financial hit. We talk about people who have been displaced and who lose, who lose jobs, and, and, and in some cases, family members who, who, who go to other places. But the one thing that's usually never talked about is something that we do talk about on the show all the time, and that's what about all the animals that get displaced? Where do they go? Not just when there's a hurricane or an earthquake, just in general. And uh, yes, I admit it, I'm a dog lover. I, I, I rescue dogs. My sister rescues dogs. But one of the ways that you can get involved every time you travel, uh, and in most communities that I know about, I mean, we've done this show from the Turks and Caicos, and they have something there that, that's called pot cakes. And a pot cake is what's left in the, in the pan, like the crust. And that's the nickname they give for their stray dogs. And they have a whole pot cake program that they've done out there with other dog lovers who work at hotels, who work in the travel sector, who work at the airlines. And if you adopt a dog with the Humane Society folks in the Turks and Caicos, guess what? They provide the vaccinations. They provide the kennel. They'll even fly it home for you in the kennel. They provide everything because you're doing such a great service. And, of course, what do you get back in the deal? You get the best friend you ever had. You get a, a rescue dog. Well, guess what? You can do the same thing here in Los Cabos. And joining me now, someone who uh, has the, the best job because it's a job that's filled with love. She's the, the head of the Los Cabos Humane Society, Aida Trujillo. Hello, good morning. Did, Thank you so much for the invite. You got it. Well, I'm glad you're here. Did I get the description right? You did. You did. So let's go back and talk about the hurricane for a second because we are talking about a lot of displaced animals, aren't we? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it was, and you, you said it right, the hurricane was, uh, it was devastating. I've lived here 19 years and I've been through many storms, but nothing like Odile. It was, um, uh, everything that was reported by the media was accurate and in some cases not describing the devastation uh, completely. So for us, we have, a, we have a facility where we have animals that are up for adoption. Dogs and cats is what we handle. We have that normally. And we've, all, we've had it, um, of course. Um, How did you get started with it? Well, the, the, um, the Los Cabos Humane Society started in 91, and it started by a group of ladies from the U.S. and Canada. There were... And one woman from Tijuana, you. And, yeah. Well, I got involved in 2005. Right. And um, they they were just concerned about the, the, the way animals lived on the streets down here. There was one veterinarian uh, down here, Dr. Tapia, uh, who um, unfortunately passed away very young, and he was the one that would help them. And basically, they were roundups. They would go out, they would go into the community, do roundups. Later on, a Mexican family donated a piece of property where, with slowly, slowly, with donations, the adoption center was built. So that's where we house the animals that are available for adoption. We normally house about uh, 60 dogs and roughly 40 cats. That's what we can handle. So that but there are many more. Oh, of course. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, hundreds of thousands. The health department has a census that says that there are four animals per family in the Los Cabos County. Already. Already, and that that's huge. I that mean, is when huge. you when you think about the county has maybe 250 thousand people. That's a million dogs. Uh -huh. See, I can do the math. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm it so is, surprised that I can do that. And you see, that's why the focus changed for us. Because rescue and adoption is wonderful, and it, it fills 
fills your heart, but it's not the long-term solution. So what we did is in 2008... Is it spay and neutering? It's spay and neuter. So Bob Barker had a point on The, on the Price is Right. Absolutely. Since 2010, we have performed over 20,000 spay-neuters, free of charge and low, low cost. We started... Last year, we started asking to the people that can afford it, we asked for $10. It's a, just a... Easy. Just a, a don basically a donation to keep working so that we can go to the neighborhoods. What we do is we, we use the, the... It's called the quick spay method, which is basically efficient spay-neutering. It was started by a doctor in L.A. back in the 70s who came down and visited with us and started training the, we started training the veterinarians down here. And so the spay-neuter programs, that is really where the majority of the budget goes. We're nonprofit. Um, we have no government funding at all, so it's all donations. So it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say so. And going back to Odile, and that's something really interesting. We were very fortunate. We were contacted by the Mars Corporation. They gave us a big donation of food. They gave us 40 tons of dog food to give wow. out in the community. And they gave us... And a couple of M&M peanuts. A, a couple. Okay, uh, I knew that was going to happen. You okay. know what, what was interesting? They gave us $10,000 for, for food for people. So what we went, what we did is right after the hurricane, we went out into the neighborhoods and started delivering the food. But as the resources started coming in from the federal government, we started tying it in with our spay neuter programs. Our our philosophy is we have to change the culture and we have to make people responsible for their well-being and the well-being of their pets. Well, when we're talking about responsible, we're also about responsible travel. And when we come back. I want to talk about how someone who's staying with us here, at, at, for example, at, at, at Palmia, can get involved and work with you guys. And, of course, the little subtext there is take a dog back Absolutely. with them. You know it. Back with more with Aida Trujillo from the Los Cabos Humane Society and Peter Greenberg when we come back right after that. Audible.com has more than 150,000 titles and virtually every genre. So check it out for yourself. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. One of the things we've been talking about on this show this week is recovery and, you know, what happens after a, an earthquake in Nepal uh, and our hearts go out to all those people. Two, two earthquakes in, within two and a half weeks, it's just terrible. Um, what happens after a hurricane that hits, that hits the Sea of Cortez? Well, that happened here last September 14th and, and completely ravaged this place. This hotel was closed for months, along with so many other places. And we talk about the destruction of property. We just talk about the loss of, of, of income. We talk about the financial hit. We talk about people who have been displaced and lose, lose jobs, and, and, and in some cases, family members who, who, who go to other places. But the one thing that's usually never talked about is something that we do talk about on the show all the time, and that's what about all the animals that get displaced? Where do they go? Not just when there's a hurricane or an earthquake, just in general. And uh, yes, I admit it, I'm a dog lover. I, I, I rescue dogs. My sister rescues dogs. But one of the ways that you can get involved every time you travel, uh, and in most communities that I know about, I mean, we've done this show from the Turks and Caicos, and they have something there that, that's called pot cakes. And a pot cake is what's left in the, in the pan, like the crust. And that's the nickname they give for their stray dogs. And they have a whole pot cake program that they've done out there with other dog lovers who work at hotels, who work in the travel sector, who work at the airlines. And if you adopt a dog with the Humane Society folks in the Turks and Caicos, guess what? They provide the vaccinations. They provide the kennel. They'll even fly it home for you in the kennel. They provide everything because you're doing such a great service. And, of course, what do you get back in the deal? You get the best friend you ever had. You get a, a rescue dog. 
Well, guess what? You can do the same thing here in Los Cabos. And joining me now, someone who uh, has the, the best job because it's a job that's filled with love. She's the, the head of the Los Cabos Humane Society, Aida Trujillo. Hello, good morning. Did, Thank you so much for the invite. You got it. Well, I'm glad you're here. Did I get the description right? You did. You did. So let's go back and talk about the hurricane for a second because we are talking about a lot of displaced animals, aren't we? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it was, and you, you said it right, the hurricane was, uh, it was devastating. I've lived here 19 years and I've been through many storms, but nothing like Odile. It was um, uh, everything that was reported by the media was accurate and in some cases not describing the devastation uh, completely. So for us, we have a we have a facility where we have animals that are up for adoption, dogs and cats is what we have. We have that normally. And we've all, we've had it um, of course um, how did you get started with it? Well, the the um, the Los Cabos Humane Society started in 91 and it started by a group of ladies from the US and Canada. There were And one woman from Tijuana, you. And, yeah. Well, I got involved in 2005. Right. And um, they they were just concerned about the, the the way animals lived on the streets down here. There was one veterinarian uh, down here, Dr. Tapia, uh, who um, unfortunately passed away very young, and he was the one that would help them. And basically, they were roundups. They would go out, they would go into the community, do roundups. Later on, a Mexican family donated a piece of property where, with slowly, slowly, with donations, the adoption center was built. So that's where we house the animals that are available for adoption. We know normally house about uh, 60 dogs and roughly 40 cats. That's what we can handle. So that but there are many more. Oh, of course. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, hundreds of thousands. The health department has a census that says that there are four animals per family in the Los Cabos County. Already? Already. And that that's huge. I that mean, when you, when you think about the county has maybe 250,000 people. That's a million dogs. Uh -huh. See, I can do the math. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm it so is, surprised that I can do that. And you see, that's why the focus changed for us. Because rescue and adoption is wonderful, and it, it fills your heart, but it's not the long-term solution. So what we did is in 2008... Is it spay and neutering? It's spay and neuter. So Bob Barker had a point on The, on the Price is Right. Absolutely. Since 2010, we have performed over 20,000 spay-neuters, free of charge and low, low cost. We started Last year, we started asking to the people that can afford it, we asked for $10. It's a, just, a, just a, a don basically a donation to keep working so that we can go to the neighborhoods. What we do is we, we use the, the, it's called the quick spay method, which is basically efficient spay-neutering. It was started by a doctor in L.A. back in the 70s who came down and visited with us and started training the, we started training the veterinarians down here. And so the spay-neuter programs, that is really where the majority of the budget goes. We're nonprofit. Um, we have no government funding at all. So it's all donations. So it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say so. And going back to Odile, and that's something really interesting. We were very fortunate. We were contacted by the Mars Corporation. They gave us a big donation of food. They gave us 40 tons of dog food to give wow. out in the community. And they gave us... And a couple of M&M peanuts. A, a couple. Okay, they, I knew that was going to happen. You know what, what was interesting? They gave us $10,000 for, for food for people. So what we went, what we did is right after the hurricane, we went out into the neighborhoods and started delivering the food. But as the resources started coming in from the federal government, we started tying it in with our spay-neuter programs. Our, our philosophy is we have to change the culture and we have to make people responsible for their well-being and the well-being of their pets. Well, when we're talking about responsible, we're also about responsible travel. And when we come back, 
I want to talk about how someone who's staying let's here, at, at, for example, at, at, at Palmia, can get involved and work with you guys. And of course, the little subtext there is take a dog back Absolutely. with them. You know it. Back with more with Aida Trujillo from the Los Cabos Humane Society and Peter Greenberg when we come back right after that. Call now to talk to Peter Greenberg at 1-888-887-3837 or email him at peter at petergreenberg.com. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. With CudaSign, paperless e-signing is a no-brainer for any business that requires legally binding signatures fast. That's because CudaSign offers everything you should expect from an electronic signature solution for just $1 per month. CudaSign cuts document turnaround time as much as 90%, thanks in part to its number one rated mobile app. And CudaSign's secure cloud stores documents for on-demand tracking and retrieval, saving you even more time and money. Don't think twice. Get Kudasign now for just $1 per month. Go to Kudasign.com. Sure, being the world's smallest 13-inch laptop looks impressive, but size is just the beginning. It's time for your business to say goodbye to borders. Introducing the new Dell XPS 13, featuring the world's first virtually borderless Infinity Edge display. With the latest Intel Core processors, machined aluminum, and carbon fiber build, it's amazing both inside and out. See the laptop CES named a 2015 Innovation Award honoree and everyone's buzzing about. Well, everyone except the competition. Shop now at Dell.com slash XPS for business. Hi, Tom Bodette. Fantasy baseball is my kind of sport. You don't need any athletic ability whatsoever. Just Wi-Fi, a calculator, and snacks. So when you take your team on the road this season, save a little room under your salary cap and stay in a clean, comfortable room at Motel 6. Even use our Wi-Fi to pick up that big free agent. Well, isn't pretending to be a baseball team's accountant fun? I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Bobby, you're here again. Yeah, my doctor told me to reduce stress at work, so I come to Buffalo Wild Wings to eat lunch and watch sports. I get to pick one of seven entrees, like sandwiches and salads, plus one of seven sides. Well, I like sides. It's so affordable, I can finally take a vacation. Where are you going to go? Here, Tim, here. Introducing the new B-Dubs Fast Break Lunch Menu, starting at a new low price. Dine-in or order takeout weekdays between 11 and 2. Participation and availability may vary. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. A new era of global glamour has begun at Baja Mar, a chic enclave of the world's most renowned hotels in Nassau, the Bahamas, home to Rosewood, SLS Lux, Grand Hyatt, and the Baja Mar Casino and Hotel. Baja Mar is the new standard of incomparable luxury, offering the Caribbean's grandest gaming, a Jack Nicholas signature golf course, white sand beaches, and more. It's at once thrillingly exotic and beautifully refined. Welcome to the new Riviera. Visit Bahamar.com today. This segment of Peter Greenberg Worldwide is proudly brought to you by Travel Guard Insurance. For travel insurance plans for the unexpected, see your travel agent or visit TravelGuard.com for affordable travel insurance protection from Travel Guard. Now back to Peter Greenberg. 43 minutes after the hour, Peter Greenberg here with you from the Palmia. 
course, it's the one and only here in Los Cabos, Baja Sur. I like just to say the words Baja Sur. Uh, and taking your calls at 888-887-3837. That's 888-88-PETER. We're talking with Aida Trujillo, who runs the Los Cabos Humane Society. When we talk about responsible travel, it's one thing to donate money. It's also to basically to, to provide a home. Correct. And I know, for example, if you go to Aspen, the Aspen, the local Aspen Humane Society has a program where they loan you a dog for a day. Yes, yes, I've heard and about you, that. And I know exactly why they're doing it. It's not exactly the biggest kept secret in the world because at the end of the day, you love the dog, the dog loves you, you take it home, Correct. right? Correct. You can do that here too. Absolutely. There are so many ways that you can get involved when you're traveling. We're very fortunate that I mean, if you're staying, for example, if you're staying here at the hotel, at the resort, you can come out and spend a couple of hours with you guys, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. What, what would I what would I be doing for you those? You could couple? walk the dogs. So we get we actually today I have a group of people going out. They're tourists. There's seven of them, and they're going to go out and walk the dogs after their dinner. So the, the dogs get walked. And by the, the tourists get walked. Yes, you they see, do. it's a great so way. Why you burn not? off your margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> So you can go and walk the dogs. You can go and play with the cats. We have a, a, a nice cat area that's been rebuilt uh, after the hurricane because we had lost it completely. And um, you can go and just hang out with the cats. Now, another thing that you can do is you can help us transport. We have great um, adoption partners in Calgary, in Portland, in Michigan, in Ventura. So if you're going home to that lake, you just become the messenger. Absolutely. You become the courier. Yeah, absolutely. Alaska Airlines has been amazing to us. They, will, they won't charge us for the for the kennel fee and uh, so if you're traveling to Portland all you do is we show up with the with the dog you check in you go upstairs we walk the dog we check the dog in all you have to do is claim it on the other side and then give it to the person and waiting. then give it to the person the volunteer that from presumes the other one thing I hear that I haven't fallen in love with the dog on the way and refused to give it up because <laughs> I want it that could, it has happened I'm, <laughs> it has I'm not happened. surprised but the, and there's other ways that you can help um, I'm going back to our spay neuter programs we go out into the neighborhoods and we we do the spay neuters right then and there and part of what we do is each animal that gets fixed gets a new collar and a new leash and it's part it's part of that. i have a couple of friends who need that by the well, way well yeah, yeah i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I, I have to say sometimes you want to tell the person can you jump on the table <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a list of people like that yeah. go ahead keep going but the collars and leashes you can go to the dollar store twenty dollars will buy you twenty collars and that's 20 dogs or cats and or cats that th this person, what we try to teach people is you're responsible. You did something great. You're helping the community. You're keeping your community healthy and clean by spay neutering your dog. Here's a collar and a leash. Here's a bag of food. So we tie it in yeah. and try to, it, it's not, not so much a bribe to have them come in, but a, a we're working together. We we want to do this together, and you're responsible for the well-being of the community as well. Now, the other thing you should do for anybody listening to this show who's thinking of coming down to Los Cabos, ask if the hotel where you're staying is dog-friendly. Because Correct. if they are, now it's a perfect segue to work with the Humane Society because you can bring the dogs back to the hotel. And you can. And there are there are some By the way, the Palmilla is. Palmilla is pet-friendly, which we love. And there are some other ones that are pet-friendly. But you can. You can come down to the facility. And we get this. Uh, we're very fortunate that we're in a resort destination because we will get people that will contact us and say, can I take one of your dogs out for an outing? And we put on the Adopt Me scarf and the dog gets some <laughs> exposure because, you know, you parade the dog? Absolutely. Especially if you're traveling here in the summertime and you want to get involved, that's where we need the most help because all of our, or the majority of our volunteer base is from the U.S. and Canada, and they go back home for the summer. And they talk about it. it correct. 
correct. So, so in this, if you're traveling down here, visit us, um, bring down collars and leashes. If you have kennels that you're not using, contact us. Uh, it's very easy. Info at LosCabosHumaneSociety.com. We can meet you at the airport and pick up the stuff so you're not having to, you know, transport it by taxi. We will do anything we can to make it easy for you to get involved and help us. So give me <laughs> so. some numbers. In the last year, how many dogs have you been able to adopt out? Well, last year we adopted close to 400. Um, okay. So our goals are... That's our, more than one a day. Uh, yep. It, and that includes... Uh, See, I can still do the math. It's amazing. You're, you're very good. Yeah. Very fast. Um, we, that includes local adoptions and international adoptions with our rescue partners. Um, and we did over 3,500 spay-neuters last year. So our goal for the year, again, is 3,500 spay-neuters and 400 adoptions. Aida Trujillo, the head of the Los Cabos Humane Society. Let me give you their website again. It is... Of course, www.loscaboshumanesociety.com. And you know it's going to happen. I'm going to come down here next year. You're going to wrangle me out to, to, to see the dogs. Absolutely. And you better let the airline know I'm coming. We will, Peter. You know it's going to happen. We would love to I have you out there. I can't leave without it. There are so many wonderful dogs. Come see us. Visit us on our webpage and our Facebook page. There you go. Keep that going. This is Flight 372 on SWA. The flight attendant's on board serving you today. Teresa in the middle, David in the back. My name is David, and I'm here to tell you that. Shortly after takeoff, first things first, there's soft drinks and coffee to quench your thirst. But if you want another kind of drink, then just holler. Alcoholic beverages will be $4. If a monster energy drink is your plan, that'll be $3, and you get the whole can. We won't take your cash. You got to pay with plastic. If you have a coupon, Another devastating bad. earthquake. In Nepal, the death toll again is growing. The number of injuries growing, 7.5. Hard to believe that twice in less than a month. Uh, it's, and the, the, the terrain there is so difficult. The infrastructure there is so limited. They've closed the airport again because it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very fragile runway and it can't even handle the heavy loads of the cargo planes that need to get in there. And getting anywhere overland in Nepal right now is, uh, I won't say next to impossible, but extremely difficult. As we've done in the past, I'm going to let you know how you can help because there are ways to help. One is UNICEF. What is UNICEF doing right now? They're on the ground with water, things we take for granted, and dehydration salts. Because other than that, that's, a, that's what's going to expire people the fastest when they have no infrastructure. Uh, and, they're, and they're putting up tents everywhere because nobody can stay in their homes. It's just too shaky, literally. You want to support UNICEF? This, this goes way beyond trick-or-treating and Halloween. Go online, supportunicef.org. Another group that does great work at this time, AmeriCares. They've got people on the ground as well. They need your help. You can find their information out on our website, petergreenberg.com. And last but not least, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm on their board, Operation USA. They've got teams on the ground now. They've been working with Nepal and NGO partners for years, and they really need your help. Go to their website to see all the work that they're doing and all the things that you can get involved in as well. You don't have to be a first responder to be of help here. It's opusa.org. Speaking of natural disasters, my next guest knows a lot about that because he, he was here. Um, and, uh, you know, last September, hurricane races through Los Cabos, serious damage along the beaches, along the streets. Uh, the infrastructure, again, compromised. Uh, this resort closed for a while, uh, just reopening, uh, putting the infrastructure back. But this is a perfect example. I'm reminded when I come down here that it is a perfect example of what local communities can do over and above what governments do to replace, restore, and, and bring back 
uh, a, ph- a phenomenal location. I'm reminded of what happened in Cancun with the, with the hurricane there. The locals did not wait for the government. They got it together themselves. They brought in everything, the huge sandbags to replenish the beach, the palm trees, all new. Well, they've done the same thing here, and uh, Peter Bowling is the managing director of Palmia, knows a little bit about that, don't you, Peter? Exactly. It's, um, I mean, it's, this is not just like a hotel restoration. You have, to, you have to live through every nut and bolt. It was a life-changing experience, and uh, it brings people together. You know, we have 900 employees here, and there wasn't one person not affected by this tragedy. It was, it was horrific. And to see over the last seven months what we've achieved as a, as a team together, and as you said, the local community all pulling together, it brings people closer, and you can see what you can achieve in a short period of time if you work together. But you've got to be a family unit, and uh, every person shares in the tragedy. As I've said for many weeks and many months now, no pain, no gain. And it really. And you couldn't avoid the pain. We all went through pain. Uh, there wasn't one person not affected. But the government of Mexico came in uh, with, the, with the, the, the politicians, the, the, the army came in, everybody came in. Uh, we had, we had 4,000 people. Yeah, but you know what? It's not about the politicians and the army coming in. It's what they do once they get here. Exactly. And, and the people, everybody, everybody helped everybody. And uh, you could sit down. Well, it, you could do the math. Travel and tourism is such a huge part of the GDP in this region that without it, you would shrink in a minute. Exactly. And, and, and now we really appreciate it. You know, as you said, the palm trees, you know, when, 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 I came, when we saw the devastation, there wasn't a leaf here. And as you can see now, we're in these beautiful tropical gardens of 55 acres, seven months later. And actually, the color comes back. Everything starts to rebloom. Everything starts to reflourish. And you see it with a different eye. You know, once you've been through a, a disaster... I've been through two of them, yeah. Right? Then you, then you start to see the color in a different way. And you look at the hibiscus, you look at the birds singing, you, look, you hear the sounds. The you smell. take nothing for granted. You take nothing for granted. And that's been a, a huge learning opportunity for many people. You also had a serious issue of displacement. And people without, without their homes, without their livelihood, you know, how do you support your employees, their families? How do you guarantee them a job when it's over? or when they can come back. I mean, you had some serious challenges here. Yes, fortunately, working for one and only, we have an amazing company support. We have wonderful repeat guests that have stayed with us for many, many years. So we had a fund, as you just mentioned. You know, we had a wonderful fund. We did pay all our employees for the entire period. Of course, they didn't earn the service charges that they that they earn normally. But they got the uh, base. But they had their base salary, and we also rebuilt several homes. There was about 14 of our employees that lost their homes. We helped them rebuild their homes. Uh, we employed people on the construction sites all the way through the, the, the rebuilding of the wonderful pl- operation. And so certain people left to go to their families in Mexico City and different places around the country. But everyone's come back. And, uh, you know, with 900 employees, that's amazing. We're probably the largest employee in San Jose uh, in the luxury sector. Uh, and so we have a very loyal uh, and you also staff. have a responsibility. We have a major responsibility, yeah. and the staff have been with us for, some of them, for 20 years here, 25 years, actually. Um, it's a family. You know, you've, you've been with us, Peter, now for 24 hours, and this is a world-class resort. Well, I've, I've been here since they opened the place, yeah. You, well, you came 12 years ago, right? Yeah. And, and, and you can just feel it. This is not a hotel. This is a world-class resort. This is a, I always explain it's a lifestyle experience here. You've been listening to Peter Greenberg Worldwide. Catch us each week as we broadcast from a new location somewhere around the world.
If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.